Hello and welcome to the Lawyer's Coach podcast. The billable hour has been the theme of this latest series, with presenters Claire Rayson and Oliver Hansard, both of whom are coaches and former lawyers, talking to a variety of guests about what is the Marmite of legal. In this episode, Claire and Oliver are going to reflect on what they've learned so far and also share some thoughts of their own. The Lawyer's Coach podcast is brought to you by Client Talk and Hansard Coaching. So, Oliver, I think it's been a fascinating series, as I think you and I both thought it would be when we were thinking about a topic for um, what is now Series 7 of of Lawyer's Coach. And I think kind of... before we started this episode was reflecting on what got us here and why it was that we kind of landed on the billable hour as a topic. And I think it's something that comes up again and again when we speak to people in the context of culture, in the context of diversity. And I think something that's been kind of really front of mind for me with it is that it's kind of better the devil you know. So I think whilst there is a lot of feeling that Perhaps there is a better way. Perhaps a billable hour doesn't do everything. Um, it's really hard to get rid of. That's right. And that that's my overriding reflection on the series and, and the conversations that we've both had, which is that the, the industry is stuck in the habit of um, the billable hour and 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 the drive for, for chargeable hours. And, and truth be told, it's a really tough habit for the for the industry to break it doesn't feel like there's an obvious solution or alternative really to the billable hour. Yes, there are other options, but that's really on the fringes of the debate I found. So yeah, it's, um, it's a, it's a tough habit for the industry to break. Yeah. And I think I kind of guess two reflections there from me, both from the conversation that I had with Richard, his view around actually clients aren't, really you know they don't really know what the alternative is either so actually many (laughs) many many clients yeah you know many clients have come up through private practice so they will have grown up with the the billable hour they know that they're happy that they no longer have to record their time but in terms of paying for legal services I think it's an it's an easy metric for them to to turn to and the other thing that struck me with Richard was this idea which you know I, I think I probably had at the start of this journey you know, Marmite, like it, hate it, keep it, get rid of it. And actually, maybe the answer is that, you know, it's there. It is something that is perhaps a little bit stuck. And maybe what needs to happen is rather than kind of completely doing away with it, it's rethinking its use and it's rethinking its importance so that it doesn't become the most important measure, which is where I think many of the problems lie. But maybe it's the most important measure because it's both a measure externally obviously in terms of uh, of billing to clients but it's also a, a measure of productivity internally and i don't know about you claire in your coaching practice but but there's always this this almost sort of surround sound um in the coaching work i do in with lawyers which is that that ongoing pressure for the for the billable hour um, and and it's it's almost as if that pressure um, comes before the need 
to grow the business. It's about growing your hours, not growing your business. And in some in some ways, you know, that's that's the wrong way around. It's it's how can I build a? Surely the question is how can I build a really solid uh, 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 and interesting and and profitable legal um, practice, um, rather than how can I just build more hours? And that's a frustration for many of the people that I work with. Yeah, and I think you know one of the things for me is that you know when you measure time you're measuring an input and um when you work in a, a law firm the you know the input of of lawyer hours is clearly something that you need to to have a handle on but i think in the current climate where technology i mean ai has has taken off um in 2023 um there's a lot of discussion about the impact that that is going to have on on the legal profession and for me, this kind of reliance to keep coming back to the bill of an hour and how can we get our lawyers working more um, is the wrong question. And really what firms should be asking is how can we get lawyers focused on the valuable stuff um, so that they don't have to break themselves working every hour because there are other things now that provide a solution that, you know, Technology does it better. So we know. Well, and technology will drive that pressure as well, I think, Claire, in the sense of, of you know, the, the, those lower value tasks will will be be dealt with by AI, by by technology. Uh, and, and so it's that higher end, you know, real discretionary consultancy where the value will lie. Yeah. And, you know, and then that leads down the, the road again that Richard was talking about value related pricing and thinking about, you know, the value that lawyers are bringing rather than the time that lawyers are bringing. And I think that is going to be, I think it's, we're seeing it, um, but I think it's going to be a, a really big shift for the profession. But the interesting one is that accountants and and, and bankers manage to, to do that. So in, in big transactions, they'll take a percentage of the value of the, of the, uh, of the purchase price or whatever the, the activity might be. It does surprise me that lawyers are reticent to, to go down the same same route um and that in essence that's that's a good measure of value pricing i would say yeah and i wonder whether you know thinking back to my corporate m a days whether that is down to you know the investment banks the financial advisors just being more comfortable talking about numbers and negotiating numbers and having a better understanding of value maybe than than lawyers who you know, have been kind of programmed that the value is in in the time that they're giving. Maybe so. It, it surprises me that that flexibility doesn't exist. I mean, I, I, I have spoken to, to lawyers on that issue and they said, well, you know, taking a percentage is a risk for us because, we, you know, proportionately we may do a lot more work. Um, so, again, there's nervousness about, you know, do they get a fair reward um, for, for the work done? But maybe you're right. Claire, maybe it's just the reticence to talk around the numbers. I don't know. You know, one of the things that um, I, I guess kicked off the series or one of the things that I was curious about when we started the series was the impact that the billable hour has on culture. And for me, that curiosity came from my class of 2002 report. So actually in the context of leadership and gender parity at leadership level. And, you know, for me, the reason why we continue to see um, a lack of female representation at, at partner level has a lot to do with culture and, you know, and the billable hour is wrapped up in that. 
um it, it you know it's, it didn't really come out I don't think in the in the conversations that we had and I wonder whether that is just because it is just too big a thing to to get one's head around or whether um you know there's a reluctance reluctance to to change I don't know what what are your thoughts well maybe there's not the two things aren't associated you know maybe firms are so stuck in 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 the bill of bill of hour as a habit and fall short of viewing that as something that is inhibiting a better culture more diversity more opportunity um for women and uh, and other groups yeah i was disappointed that it, it didn't come out in the way that maybe we were expecting and, and hoping it comes out more in the coaching room though for me claire where people do feel under undue pressure to um to de- deliver those those hours and maybe that the associated impact of that are the issues that, that you mentioned yeah and I think it's interesting because I was you know having a conversation on this recently around you know the expectations particularly at the junior end that are placed on lawyers to really deliver um you know salaries are you know eye-watering and you know there is a sense that you know I'm getting paid this crazy money therefore I need to you know and and part of the bargain is that I will work for it and you know and I think you know I've heard different reflections in different contexts some people saying that you know it's it's intended to break some people you know it helps really have you have you have you heard that yeah yeah wow yeah and again you know and I think that sometimes that intent is a, is a, is what someone experiences or what someone thinks the you know it's there but again it's those conversations that I had in the coaching room that don't necessarily come out outside of the coaching room and i think that for me is the interesting thing with what we do oliver that you know the conversations sometimes that you hear and you see patterns and you, you themes and you know so you know it it, it comes down to the environment which people are in and the environment has an impact and um you know i think the billable hour is part you know part and parcel of, of the culture that, that many firms have the other reflection i had um claire is around promotion and the role the billable hour and and, and billing plays in that and Yes, it's absolutely critical that any legal practice is profitable and everybody meets meets the targets that are reasonably set. But my my sense of it is also that those targets that are set really do eclipse other skills that are required in the profession. So soft skills is the obvious one for me. Um, you know, how, how good a manager you are, how you behave, the examples you set, all the key soft skills that we champion, again, as coaches – they get eclipsed for for the billable hour so it it, it 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 there's a danger that if you bill really well you um you succeed notwithstanding softer shortcomings and the other way goes which is you know you you whilst you might be a great leader and manager if you don't hit the billable hour that inhibits your ability to progress and I, and i think that that means a good talent doesn't necessarily flow through in the industry I agree. And I think, you know, there are a couple of points there. I think one, you know, it's absolutely right that law firms are there to make money. Um, they are there to be profitable. And therefore, 
you know, there needs to be some measure of profitability and there needs to be some reward for those people who um, either bring in business or who deliver more than than the counterparts. I, you know, I, I believe that you know that that is a fundamental part of the commerciality of, of a law firm. I think the thing that sticks with me is that you know, in many businesses, um, an equivalent could be the sales team, and um, often sales teams are rewarded financially for bringing in work, for winning new work. And, um, you know, and sometimes they will be earning, you know, they will be amongst the highest earners in in that organisation, but they are not necessarily rewarded with management. And I think for me, that is a real issue with um, looking at the billable hour or looking at, you know, how, how that is the key metric. If that is what it takes to become a partner you're absolutely right that the people who perhaps are brilliant managers you know that doesn't get measured um and it is something that i have thought about for a long time now and you know what doesn't get measured or whatever this the saying is doesn't get changed yeah. or whatever it is yeah it didn't, um, doesn't happen yeah it doesn't happen <laughs> but you know there are things that you could measure so you could measure you know do you lead a team where the turnover rate is low you know Indeed. that could be something that's rewarded do you leave a lead a team where everyone's happy? Do you leave lead a team where clients are, you know, giving better feedback than than others? So I think there are ways that other things can be measured, and I think we are starting to see that. So um, whether it is measuring time spent on business development and truly measuring time, not just having it as a code that people use when they've um, realised that they haven't done their seven hour day, <laughs> um, <laughs> we've all been there. Um, but, you know, I think people are, uh, uh, you know, there are other options of time codes that people can put in. So whether that's time spent on um, DEI initiatives, whether it's time spent um, on recruitment, whatever it might be. I think as soon as that time starts to have equal power in firms, we might start to see a shift. But Claire, let's look on the bright side. We we, we did see lawyers that we spoke with trying new things. So Dan was busy trying blended rates and, and blocks of hours. You know, Adam was exploring different avenues. So there's a real consciousness, I think, in the industry to try and change things. Obviously, Richard's at the, the heart of that, try, trying to to drive that through. You know, I I, I hear other um, tools used, such as completion bonuses and firms giving longer credit periods to clients when they're trying to get transactions over the line. Um, so I, I do get the sense um, that the awareness of the issue is there, you know, how long do we think it'll take for it to be truly transformed? I, th- I suppose that's the, that's the key, isn't it? I think so. And I think, you know, conversations like these hopefully help and get people thinking and reflecting on on what else can be done. Circling back to where I started thinking about clients, I think that there is now greater scope for firms to to sit at the table with their clients to think about what value um, are you hoping to get from this piece of work? Um, what does value look like? How can we, you know, how can we measure success at the end of this transaction? So I think those conversations are now um, more and more frequent. And I think that the more that those conversations happen and the more, you know, lawyers get comfortable. And, and uh, you know, I say lawyers for for those both sides, 
you know both the client lawyers and the you know where where it's an in-house legal team that's instructing and also the the lawyers delivering from private practice the more conversation that can be had around this I think the easier it will be to shift because I think often it's this um, you know uh, we'll we'll come up with what we think value looks like and we'll come up with a clever solution and and hopefully the client will like it uh, you know without actually sitting down at the t- and actually it'd be interesting to hear your perspective having been client side but without having that dialogue with the client to say well actually you know what do you want to measure us on you know do you want to measure you know how happy all of our team is by the time we get to the end of this or whether we still like each other or you know anything else that could come out um from from a conversation with the clients I think it's about clients wanting lawyers to help them deliver the result. And therefore, it's about a fee structure that delivers the right result for the client. And I would add in the right way. And and I think it's the in the right way part of that, that, that is about the relationship and, and making sure that everyone enjoys the ride. Um, yeah. And getting that blend right, I think, is really important. Yeah, I agree. That was Claire Rayson and Oliver Hansard. And remember, the other episodes in this series are ready and waiting for you from wherever you get your podcasts. Lawyers Coach is brought to you by Client Talk and Hansard Coaching. If you're a lawyer and would like to take part in Lawyers Coach, please visit our website, lawyer.coach.co.uk, for further details. And you can also join the conversation on our LinkedIn group, lawyers coach if there are any topics you'd like to hear or discuss then just get in touch